Welcome to the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a Kidman leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast. I'm Sean McKinley, your co-host, and joining me is Joy Hensley. Hey, Joy, how are you today? Good. So happy to be on for another podcast. It's been a while. I know. We took a little bit of a break for a few months and uh, just thought we'd take this opportunity coming off of the Institute of Children's Ministry to reset and to restart these podcasts. So we're really excited, aren't we? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, so um, we had a great event, uh, the Institute of Children's Ministry, uh, at the beginning of November uh, in Asheville, North Carolina. We had around 250 of our children's ministers from across the United States and several from outside the U.S. that joined us. And uh, we just had a great time together. So you're actually going to run the show today. I am running the show how the tables right. have turned. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We are uh, looking forward to just sharing over the next little bit about ICM and everything that went on. So um, why don't you lead the way? All right. So as you just said, today we're talking about our recent ICM, which is the Institute of Children's Ministry. And most of our listeners probably either have attended or either this year or in a previous year, but we may have a few out there who have no clue what it is we're talking about when we say ICM. So, Sean, what is ICM? When did it start? Can you give us a little bit of a background there? Sure. Well, uh, it was actually interesting this year at the Institute during our staff meeting, we kind of opened up the opportunity for people just to share different times uh, that they experienced hearing the voice of the Lord. Our theme was echo. So, you really can't talk about an echo without talking about sound. And uh, so we thought we would just celebrate uh, some of the times that God had spoken to people on our staff. And during that time, my predecessor, Kathy Creasy, uh, our former international director for 25 years of children's ministries, really shared about how God had placed on her heart many, many years prior to the start of ICM, having uh, an institute, a dedicated conference uh, about training and developing leaders, and how over the course of time, it took some time to actually see this vision be fulfilled. Um, But I did a little digging knowing that you were going to ask me this question. The first ICM was actually held in the year 2000, uh, and it wasn't called ICM at that time. Do you know what it was called, Joy? Um, I think I've seen the letters somewhere around the office, but I don't remember specifically. Okay, (laughs) well, this is a very uh, interesting bit of trivia. The first institute was actually called Excellence in Ministry. I did not know that, Uh, but it was held in 2000, and actually for uh, the first nine years was an annual event that we held uh, here out of Children's Ministries, and then in uh, between uh, 2009 and 2011, we switched to being every two years, 
Um, so ICM really, uh, again, it had a very small beginning and it's grown now to around 250 people and we're expecting even more next year based on the response this year. Um, but it really is a fully immersive training experience and uh, I kind of took on the language of premier. It's our premier training event for children's ministers. Uh, we kind of throw everything we can at it to make it a great experience for people who attend. Absolutely. So as you and I both know, we're still kind of feeling the post-conference emotions and (laughs) exhaustion, but still happiness as well. Um, Our theme this year was Echo, as you shared. And so I wanted to ask, what made this theme obvious to you as a choice um, when deciding what the theme for I theme would be? I love that question. And um, 2019 was my first Institute of Children's Ministry to direct. I've often mentioned that when I came into this role, uh, it was about a year prior to that. It was in September of 2018. And one of the very first things I got hit with was, we got to have a theme for ICM. We need to move forward. We have to start promoting it. And um, I felt uh, there were two sort of combating themes in my mind, and Echo was one of those. And I as I prayed about it, I just did not feel like we were ready in that first ICM uh, to pursue this theme. So um, this year, I felt complete freedom to pursue it. And it really, I didn't realize in the beginning kind of what it would become as it fleshed itself out in our preparations. Um, but, you know, as I shared at ICM, I believe that every generation has something that we can pass on to the next generation. And a lot of times in our world, we think about things like an inheritance, you know, money, um, goods or property that we pass on to to our our children. But as people of faith, we have something even more significant. Uh, And we can pass along those stories, the values, the experiences, um, our faith to the next generation in what I now consider to be really a divine echo um, that is meant to pass along throughout the generation. So we we ha- began with Psalm 145 and 4, sort of as our, uh, a key verse, which is uh, one generation commend your works to another. And then we took on Psalm 78, 4, which is one of my favorite scriptures. If A lot of times I'll sign letters or correspondence with it um, that says, um, we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord and everything that he's done. And um, I, I kind of picked up a challenge from the story of Israel and this was part of my sermon at ICM. Um, we know about the story about Moses and then Joshua who succeeded him and what a great leader he was, all of the things that he accomplished and how he led Israel. Um, so much so that he and the generation that followed him served the Lord. But then in Judges, we find out that then a generation arose that didn't know the Lord and didn't know what he had done. Um, And that just shows us that it is possible for that echo of faith to be muffled or break down from generation to generation. So I really wanted through ICM that we embrace, uh, we come out fully embracing our responsibility to pass faith on to the next generation, to not let the challenges, the pressures and difficulties of this time discourage us or sidetrack us. But I do think that we are at an important time in the history of the church with so much in chaos around us that we have to um, return to that call and we have to be resolved that we are going to raise up this next generation of disciples. And um, it encapsulates, I think, beautifully in the thought of Echo. Absolutely. 
Now, every year we always place an emphasis on spiritual formation. That is a huge highlight at ICM, something that they've done for a long time. But this year you also added a spiritual disciplines track to ICM. And so we've heard raving reviews about it. So I wanted to ask what topics were covered and do you see this as being part of ICM in the future? Yeah. And um, this year at ICM, we almost doubled the number of breakouts that we offer. Sometimes we had eight or nine offered at one time. People were saying it's so hard to make a decision where to go because there's so many great options. Um, but about a year ago, uh, again, I felt the Lord lay it on my heart, and I brought it to our advisory group that we have, um, which consists of people in children's ministry all around the world, mm-hmm. that I really felt like we needed a track um, where our people could focus not just on ministry skill, but on themselves and their walk with the Lord. Um, You know, I'm not prepared to say that you can't lead someone somewhere you've not been, because in our history and tradition, we know some of our leaders uh, preached and taught on on things um, like the baptism of the Holy Spirit that they had not experienced yet. So I'm not fully uh, able to say that completely based on some of those testimonies. But I do believe it's very hard to lead our children or to require something of them that we ourselves are not doing. It, to me, feels sometimes hypocritical. So um, I wanted some something uh, that drew attention to those spiritual disciplines and equipped our people to go home and not just be a better children's minister, but to be a better disciple. And as you said, it was a very popular track. Um, I think, actually, those workshops were the largest breakouts that we had. Um, We're still going through the numbers and the evaluations, but, um, you know, we covered topics like prayer and fasting. Uh, We had something on Bible study and scripture memorization. And then we included some of those lesser known or lesser talked about um, spiritual disciplines, things like fellowship and um, celebration. Um, We had um, a breakout that I'm Looking forward to listening to the recording on just Sabbath and solitude um, and silence, you know, some of these, um, as I said, lesser talked about spiritual disciplines. So, yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely see this being the future for us. And I know we've talked about even doing webinars and future podcasts on uh, those spiritual disciplines. Well, you know me and you know, even on the ride back from ICM, I was like, Sean, I have questions. I always have questions. (laughs) Um, And so I asked then, I'm going to ask now with everyone listening, what was one of your main highlights for you personally at ICM this year? Well, I'll answer you in a couple of ways and then you get to answer that same question. It shouldn't be all about me. Okay. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to answer kind of broadly um, and This is where we all get to roll our eyes at Sean. Um, But really the highlight just broadly was being with people. Um, You know, number one, coming out of COVID, we haven't had many of those opportunities to gather around with people. Um, And so to gather with that group, but not just any group. I mean, these people that share my passion, my calling, my heart, my place of ministry. Uh, it just was so energizing. And what I loved, you know, we really had two groups of people. And I think what we offered served both. We had the group that was coming and they're like, I need to be recharged. I need to be renewed. It's been a hard season. Um, so we were able to show some care and support and love for those folks. But then we had a, 
amazing group of young uh, leaders, either in age or just you know, in the ministry, they hadn't been serving long, and they were so pumped and so excited to be there and so encouraging. So I think broadly, I loved being with the people. Um, uh, specifically, uh, there's there's just a couple things I'll quickly mention. Um, the opening night, we do a prayer and worship experience, okay? Uh, for the last, for my first two ICMs, I, I sort of mapped that out, coordinated that, and put it together. So uh, that night we have a time of worship, but we also have a time where we go and uh, we have prayer stations that people pray over different aspects of their walk with the Lord or ministry. And so I had designed this thing and I had in mind what it was going to look like. And I also had in mind how quickly it would roll along. Um, So we got 45 minutes into the prayer time and people were still praying. And I looked at my watch and we got to like an hour and people were still praying. And um, it caught me off guard. I love those times when things catch me off guard because I'm a planner. I'm like, you know, I'm very structured. I have a way things work. And um, I, I think you even approached me that night because I, I was even getting a little anxious. I was like, these people are praying. They're taking so long praying. I had earlier told them, don't rush through. Um, but gosh, the, the opening prayer night just really, I felt like set the tone for the whole weekend. Um, it demonstrated that our people were really locked in and engaged and they were there to not just grow in their skill, which is so important at ICM, but they were there to hear from the Lord. And so I loved that. I also have to say, uh, you know, I've, there are very few ICMs throughout the history that I did not attend. Um, and they've all been powerful. Um, but we had some really wonderful outpourings of the Spirit in our prayer times and spiritual formation. Again, the opening prayer night. And um, I think that that has so much to do, um, at least in my limited view. This year, we had way more uh, prayer prior to arriving at ICM. We had several prayer times. We mobilized people. We had our prayer team praying. And I just think the Spirit um, ministered in such a powerful way. And then um, just another little thing I'll mention. We give out an award at ICM called the Excellence in Ministry Award. And uh, this year we presented it to two people because we weren't able to do it last year because of COVID. Um, But I just love celebrating people um, who are uh, pace setters in this ministry who've accomplished something significant. And the two people that were um, identified um, and honored this year have impacted thousands of people um, in training and development. So um, that might seem like an insignificant thing, but for me, I really love it because we we keep it secret. They don't know they're receiving it. And uh, that moment when we get to honor them and celebrate, I think is just awesome. So, uh, Joy, now I gave you plenty of time. What was your highlight from ICM? My highlight was seeing you panic that first night during <laughs> prayer when you came to me and you were like, oh my goodness, they're still praying. No, that wasn't the <laughs> highlight. <laughs> it was pretty funny, though. Um, as you know, I think I've already answered this. Um, I, of course, enjoy being with the people as well. But also, we had on I believe it was Friday afternoon, we spent some time with some of the young leaders up to age 25. And to me, that was just fun, special, getting to hang out 
have conversation. I think it resonates with me, especially because I remember just a few years ago being that person who was so excited to be at ICM and so ready to just be involved in ministry to be poured into. So it was really special just to, to kind of sit there and be part of that. So yeah, those are my highlights. All right, Sean, we also had some guest speakers at ICM, um, not only on the main stage, keynote speakers, but also we had some new presenters in our breakout sessions. So do you want to touch a little bit on who all came and just kind of how that happened, how we had so many new presenters this year as well? Sure. Well, we love to introduce our people to some of the key voices in children's ministry, um, either the more established or the emerging voices. So our people are aware of what's available to them. And, and really in, um, in our two, um, we had more than two guest presenters, but in our two keynote people that was represented in both of them. Um, I, more than a year ago was introduced to, I think the most important book in children's ministry in 20 years called resilient. And one of the main writers of that book was Valerie Bell, uh, who has served, I think, for six or seven years as president of Awana Bible Clubs. And so we invited Valerie to come and share, and she talked about the shifts that are happening in culture. Um, and um, the, uh, everyone at ICM walked away. We, gift, we gifted them a copy of Resilient. And I'm just excited for people to interact with this book. Um, the people who have written that book um, have, I think it's, it's, it's equal parts research and inspiration. And I think that if people will approach that book and read it, it will impact their ministry in, in a fresh and a new way. So uh, we had Valerie with us. We also had um, Esther Moreno, who is, who's, I mean, she's a big deal. Right. She's a big deal. Um, but sometimes our people don't know this is a big deal. Uh, but Esther is an emerging voice in children's ministry. She's written a couple of books. We've interviewed her here on the podcast before. Um, Esther is just a bundle of energy. And she really shared um, a great presentation on being leaders in this time, you know, kind of a wake up call to us. That's the name of her first book, I believe, was her first Um and some of the challenges and how we address those in ministry to children. We had Yancey with us, uh, excuse me, Dove Award winning artist, uh, Yancey. Uh, we are so excited to have her return to ICM. She just elevates our, our event and she is present from the moment she steps foot uh, at ICM. She is with our people interacting with them and we love her. She's got a brand new book out. I can't wait to read it. I've ordered my copy. It hasn't arrived yet. Um, but she also taught on worship and we also invited a gentleman, Steve Collins, uh, to speak in our camping ministry track. He is our representative in an organization, uh, which is referred to as three CA, which is the Christian camp and conference association. So Steve came and shared a couple of breakouts with us, but also, you know, I just have to mention, we had so many new breakout presenters this year. And, um, so far, the feedback has just been overwhelmingly positive. Um, we, we did not anticipate, uh, in the doubling of our breakouts, that that meant more time we'd need to process evaluations. So we're still in the middle of reading through all those evaluations. But we had uh, Wendy Beltran, who's our national director from Mexico. She taught in the Spanish track. Uh, we had people like John Crosby, Gladys Hawkins, um, 
Crystal Fuller, Cheryl Hughes, Denise Junkin. I shouldn't name them because I'll leave out somebody. Um, we had uh, several overseers, uh, Bishop McKinley, my father, uh, Dr. Kathy Payne here from the offices, Marsha Robinson, Terry Santos, Duke Stone, Darren Schock, and just a ton of returning favorites, including we were really excited to have two people who taught in the very first, were present at that very first ICM. Uh, Bess Croyle and Kathy Green. So it was just a phenomenal lineup of speakers. And I have to say, for those who've never been to ICM or maybe wonder why we use the people we use, um, I go to a lot of children's ministry conferences. 30 years in children's ministry, I've been to a lot of them. Um, And a lot of times I would go to a conference and sit in these breakouts, and there were people who had ministries of 500 or 1,000 kids that led teens of a hundred people. And I was like, I can't take any of this home. Um, But our breakout presenters are minister in our context for the most part, and they understand what it's like to, to minister in a small church. And so um, just so proud of the, this, the, the huge lineup of presenters we had this year and grateful for them. Yeah. As we know, the schedule of ICM was very, very full. We had lots of stuff going on. Um, There are also some after-hours events, so I wanted us to chat a little bit about some of the fun things that happened Friday night and Saturday night of ICM. Well, do we start with Sean in a wig? I I just wish you would have brought it. (laughs) People saw me in a wig. Uh, No, we had a great time. Boy, our days are so long at ICM. And, uh, but, you know, we still have some people who like to party late into the night. So on Friday evening, we had what we call our totally awesome eighties party, which was not just an event to party (laughs) and to celebrate, but it had a purpose. And uh, it was actually a model event that people can take back to their churches and replicate um, where we hope to create the space for faith conversations between the generations. So it had stations that people could uh, do a particular task or project or game. Um, But again, it always leads into a conversation about faith. So people were able to come to that event, have some fun, have some food, do uh, interact with the stations and they actually walked away, hopefully, when they left, they took one um, with a project guide, a beautiful project guide that you could take back and implement that particular uh, event into your uh, ministry. On Saturday night, we opened the opportunity to some of our key camping ministry leaders who were present, um, and they demonstrated um, some large group games so that people could take them back to their camp or to their children's ministry and play them with their kids. So, yeah, we stayed up late. We partied. We ate. Uh, had a lot of fun. Um, but those are those opportunities that make ICM, I think, unique. Um, and, again, give us those opportunities to connect within our community and network with one another. And we did have an appearance from King Ooga Booga on the Saturday night. That's so right. We cannot so go online, <laughs> go online, look at the pictures of King Agabuga. See if you can figure out which uh, state or regional bishop that was in that uh, get up. I, I did get a text from someone asking if it was you. So oh. glad to know. I got to say, no, it wasn't you. So. <laughs> um, ICM also provided events and opportunities that many of our registered participants may not have known. We had luncheons and meetings and hangouts that happened. So I wanted to see if you wanted to share a little bit about some of those 
off the schedule things that people didn't necessarily see. Sure. Yeah. You don't, uh, you don't necessarily know about these. And if you're not in those particular groups that they were targeted toward, um, we fully utilized every minute of ICM this year, which is why it's taken us about a week to recover. <laughs> uh, cause we stayed on the go the whole time, but, um, typically at ICM, we have what's called our uh, Children's Ministry Director Luncheon. It's for people who serve in state or regional leadership. Um, we had to change the name this year to Leadership Luncheon because we had so many other people uh, that we wanted to include in that event, uh, not just those directors, but we had, our, we had um, uh, four or five general presbyters with us. We had, I believe, six or seven state or regional overseers that came. We have our advisory team. So we had a leadership luncheon where we spent about an hour talking about some of the current new resources from children's ministries and also giving them a preview of some things that are coming up in 2022. So that was great. You already mentioned we had an event for uh, participants under the age of 25 um, just to connect with each other and with us. It was a highlight of the event, um, and we shared with them a new mentoring program that we are offering uh, for the first dozen people who apply. Um, So it was great interacting with them, and you led that time. I loved hearing them share what they love about Kid Men, but also their challenges. That was just so insightful. Um, We had opportunities for our advisory team to connect while they were there, enjoy fellowship. Um, But also, you know, we launched our level two of our certification program, which was a big deal, a real labor of love for us here in the department. It's a leadership level of training. Um, Everyone who came to ICM received um, free access to level one or level two of our certification program. We also gave um, our participants a first look at some things. Uh, They got to know what webinars are coming up in in the next year, who's going to be presenting those. We got some great people coming up. Uh, in 2022 for our live webinars. We're returning to those live webinars. And uh, we talked about the Assembly for Kids. They got a a preview of what's going to be offered next July in Oklahoma City. And then finally, again, um, we recognize two people with our Excellence in Ministry Award, which is a a, a high honor. We're hoping for people in our movement, uh, again, to celebrate those who have advanced our mission of developing leaders who impact kids. Okay. Well, Sean, as the week progressed, I'm sure you had time and opportunity to feel, to think, and reflect about all that was happening. So I wanted to ask, what do you feel the Holy Spirit was speaking and saying to you throughout the week of ICM? Um, well, that's a great question. And I have had a lot of time to think uh, and reflect. And, you know, I... I want to also say we take the responses of our participants very seriously. So we, there's a lot to be done. We haven't even unpacked our boxes. Um, We're still paying the bills. (laughs) Um, But a majority of my time has been spent reviewing the evaluations individually to see people's experience. Um, And so what I'm going to share is not just based on my own opinion, but what many others have said. And I think there's a couple of things. First, just the presence of the Holy Spirit was powerful, I felt like. And um, the the Spirit's presence uh, accomplished a couple of things. One is I have always felt a real burden for our leaders. Um, You know, 
I've been in children's ministry 30 years, so I know the challenges we face. A lot of times children's ministry can be very isolating. Um, A lot of times our children's ministers are expected to give every time the church doors are open and there's no time for them to be poured into. So I just felt like the Holy Spirit was renewing a lot of hearts and recalling a lot of people to this ministry. Um, I also felt like there was confirmation that the Lord was pleased with our theme of, of echoing truth and faith to the next generation. Um, and so I was so grateful for that. Um, I also feel like um, ICM, although this one is held in North America, and we do ICMs all around the world. This one uh, seems to be um, the catalyst for moving us in the direction for the next two years. And um, so I felt like there was a, again, going into it, I didn't see it so much until I got there that the spirit I think is really calling us to awaken to the challenge, to disciple our kids, to take it seriously. Um, That we have to, uh, that we've been pushing for a year that parents have to accept their role, but the church has a role too. And so we have to, we have to step up and say, not on our watch. We're not going to let another generation go un, you know, undiscipled here. We are going to do what we can um, to disciple them. And, and you know, just on that, maybe to flesh out my heart just a little bit, Joy, and this is not to be critical, um, so I hope it doesn't come across that way, but, you know, we have very limited resources here in the international offices uh, in children's ministry in particular, and so we've had to really focus what, what it is we're about and what we do. And we know we are about developing leaders. That is what we can do with our limited resources. And so we have a very broad, I'm going to venture to say, hopefully none of my peers are listening. <laughs> Somebody will tell them, I bet. But we have a very broad curricula of training resources and experiences that we can come to a local church, a state, region, nation, and we can present good quality training to develop leaders. We have our two levels of certification now. We have webinars. We have all of these great resources. Um, but um, I'm afraid that we have not, um, in doing all of that, we've not given proper attention to equipping churches to disciple kids. And so it's my heart that over these next years, um, we give some attention, not full attention, because we have to still develop leaders, but we give some attention to equipping the local church to disciple this next generation of kids. Um, Because I'm realizing you can have a really great leader in the church, but if they weren't discipled, chances are they're not going to be a spiritual leader. They're just going to be a great leader. And in the church, we need spiritual leaders. So um, that's, sorry if that's a soapbox. I don't think it was, uh, but I just wanted to reveal a little bit. I do think that's the direction that the Spirit is leading us. And ICM was a, was a great catalyst. And I think that's a trajectory that we're going to be on for a while. Okay. Our participants also had the opportunity to, to share and reflect. So I wanted to ask what some of the things, what were some of the things that they shared? 
Um, yeah, sure. Sure. So we, uh, we love to get feedback from our people, but sometimes it's a real challenge. So uh, we, we wanted to get more feedback than just how did you like the hotel? How was the food? How were the events? We really wanted to know what was the impact of ICM. So I've got some here. I'm just going to share really quickly. We asked, we asked four things. We had, we had some little walls. They could hang up their responses. So some people responded. So that's what I'm going to share with you. One of them was, uh, what message, insight, or feeling will stay with you after you leave ICM? Um, Someone said, of course, we need to echo Jesus to the next generation. Someone said the urgency of children's ministry. Someone said the feeling of belonging. I just love that, that I'm not just a children's pastor, but I'm part of a family of people who love Jesus, love kids, and love each other. Um, someone said the impact of my echo through the Holy Spirit will reverberate for generations um, that I must be God's, it must be God's voice through me and not my own voice that, and that generations are depending on my obedience. Um, so that's, that of course kind of uh, was a, a theme to that question. Uh, we asked, when I leave ICM, uh, what are you going to do differently? And someone said, I'm going to seek for understanding and find it. I'm going to stop thinking that I am unable and incapable. I'm going to look at myself the way that God sees me and take my place. Someone else said, I'm going to stop fearing the plan that God has for me and start to obediently walk in my purpose. Someone said, uh, I'm going to... Um, my lessons are going to be more engaging and I'm going to make sure that sound uh, theology is present in my curriculum. Uh, I know that gets you excited. Uh, Someone said, I love this. I'm going to teach my own children about scripture and invest in them when they want to serve with the adults. A third question we asked is what question can't you just get out of your head? And of course, someone said, I want to know what ministry is going to be like post-COVID. We asked, uh, in the coming year, I commit to, fill in the blank, uh, someone said, being bolder for Jesus. I want to do something that will completely change this generation and the ones after. I want people to say about me what they said about the early Christians, that they turned the world upside down. I want to turn the world upside down for God. Um, just so many wonderful things. And then a final one, we said, uh, we gave two blanks. When I came here, I thought, and now I think. And someone said, when I came here, my thoughts were defeated. I thought I was too old. I wasn't te- technically savvy with the computers and Facebook and Zoom. It was all intimidating to me. But now I know I can do this. I can connect with children through technology. If I'm alive, God has something for me to do. Someone else said, when I came here, I was overwhelmed at the weight and the darkness of our culture. But now I will lead the greatest generation to be a radical force that will lead and change the world in the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, it goes on and on and on. So I just love hearing those testimonies of how people are taking their experience and applying their situation and making those commitments moving forward. Love it too. Now we're going to wrap it up here. And before though, we completely finish ICM, as we know, is a great time and opportunity for us to share about the future of international children's ministries, the resources and trainings that we want to offer in the coming months and even years. And so 
For those who maybe have missed it or weren't there or just need to be reminded, what are some new and exciting things that we announced that our Kidman family can look forward to in the future? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we uh, the big thing we released uh, level two of our certification, which is that leadership level. It's nine modules on all these different aspects of uh, it starts out with understanding your calling, uh, understanding leadership styles. Uh, we address because we want everybody to really understand the value of, of our kids and their spiritual life and their place in the kingdom. So there's a lesson on that. And then there are some typical leadership lessons, but they're applied to children's ministry, things like planning your ministry, organizing, leading your team, evaluating your ministry. And then it ends with our final lesson, which is communicating effectively. So uh, you're going to hear a lot about level two certification coming up. And if you didn't come to ICM, it was not uh, built in. So there is a charge uh, to participate in level two, but it is available to everyone now. Um, We talked about Bibles for Kids, which is a new ongoing fundraising opportunity to help purchase Bibles for children in their language all around the world when we travel minister to kids at at outreach events, this uh, fundraising opportunity enables us to leave them with a Bible uh, that they can easily understand. We talked about the Assembly for Kids, and we invite anybody who's going to be in Oklahoma City next July for the 101st Assembly to join us. The most exciting and energetic aspect of the Assembly is Assembly for Kids, a great opportunity to minister to around 500 children, again, from all around the world. We launched our starting point ministry, which is uh, the mentoring program for those who feel called to children under the age of 25. Um, They get partnered for a whole year with a seasoned children's ministry veteran, uh, and they get access to a monthly training from, uh, again, one of those great leading voices in this ministry. Uh, We shared about our webinars coming up in 2022. We're going to have four of those, just four quarterly. Uh, But boy, they are powerful, and they're all around our strategic priorities of next year. Um, So things like caring for kids in crisis, growing as a leader. And then the two that I'm really excited about is um, helping our children be biblically literate. Mm -hmm. And then a fourth priority is child discipleship. Um, And so... And I'll just leave you, as we conclude here, um, with some sort of broad ideas um, that I think ICM set the stage for. Again, one of those is child discipleship. How do we build uh, and develop that next generation of leaders and disciples for the church? And it's going to be through targeting them as children, discipling them. Um, So that's you're going to hear a lot about that in the coming years, I think, from children's ministry. But also, um, uh, we had already had this in the works, um, but uh, we are going to uh, begin equipping our leaders in how and parents even how to have some critical conversations with our kids. There are some very real issues confronting our children, and I'm afraid if the church remains silent. Uh, we are, someone else is going to teach our kids. And we know the world does not share the worldview we have. Ours is based in scripture and the Bible. So um, I do think in the coming year, we're going to start having some of these conversations on things like um, identity and sexuality. Um, How do we respond to culture and its influences? How do we help our kids in this age of technology um, to find balance 
And um, I do also think we need to start addressing some of the issues about race and uh, division and unity in the church and in our in society. So we've got some great people lined up to help us have those conversations. And ICM just presented the great opportunity to begin those discussions. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for answering all of my tough questions. <laughs> you well, you do I'm always have like the that. questions, Joy. You always have the questions. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, so thanks for leading this time, Joy. Thanks to everybody who is listening. We actually have recorded this session and we'll be sharing it as well uh, for those who might want to watch instead of just listen. Um, but we're looking forward uh, to the next round of podcasts coming up. Uh, we are hopefully going to be inviting some of those who shared those spiritual discipline uh, breakouts at ICM to come address us on those. We'll also be hitting the strategic priorities for the coming year of leadership, child discipleship, um, of caring for kids in crisis, as well as biblical literacy. So we've got a lot on tap in the coming years, and we just thank everybody who's listening, right? Wow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we look forward to uh, connecting with you next month. So God bless, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org children.